If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Sunday, April 16th. So excited that the playoffs are here. Recording live with LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubbas? Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a game. I'm, I'm Cardi B, <laughs> a.k.a. Mike. Tyler always has a little extra tongue in Bro, it on a Sunday did night. Did you click when you said that shit? <laughs> <laughs> that shit sound juicy in there. <laughs> Real juicy mouth did. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, we're live on Amazon Amp. We will be every Sunday and Wednesday night um, for the foreseeable future in these NBA playoffs uh, with another episode coming out that's not live uh, later in the week, probably on Saturday. But hang out with us Sunday night, Wednesday night. Put it on the calendar. Great games. Um, I, before we get going, I just have to say, I'm just so fucking happy that the playoffs are here. Like, I was just sitting on the couch and I kind of gave myself like a little hug. You know what right, I mean? Right, it was right, like, right. we have so many good games in front of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy about it. And it really drives home how fucking dog shit the regular season is at the NBA because the playoffs are so great. <laughs> is there a league with a bigger difference between playoff and regular season? I guess baseball for sure. Baseball, baseball for yeah. sure. Baseball I for do, sure. I, I have n- I, a regular season baseball game? Who the fuck is watching those, bro? The problem bro. is with baseball is that the sport doesn't get worse when the people don't care about it. You know what I mean? It's the same shit, like with the exception maybe of a pitcher or something. But basketball, it's such a visceral drop worse. off. Right, 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 yeah. right. Like the baseball, you go to a baseball care. game Sunday at 1 p.m. in April or May. I don't care that the Dodgers don't care about playing. We're all there having a great time together. And watching right. them play baseball the way they play in baseball in May is fine. Watching a regular season basketball game compared to a playoff game, it's like a different sport. And it's just... <laughs> I won't quite go PU you. like John's doing. PU. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's just, it, it's been a great weekend. Uh, we are um, uh, all honesty here. We're recording uh, right about as the Nuggets uh, Timberwolves game hits halftime. Uh, it is going to be a long playoffs. We are recording at night. Uh, half of our producing team does live on the East Coast. So we're going to try and uh, cut a couple corners wherever we can uh-huh. here uh, to make this thing sustainable for everyone's lives. But uh, we're also not going to bullshit you about that and try and, you know, make up a Nuggets reaction or something. <laughs> They're handling the Timberwolves right now as expected. We watched every <laughs> second, Guardy. Every right. second of every game. <laughs> Come on, uh, right, exactly. But as of right now, uh, road teams are four and three in the first weekend. We've gotten to see a, a game in every series. Um, I think we're all more excited about the second round than the first round, but there have been some incredible matchups in the first round. And I think we have to start with 
The Los Angeles Lakers. Are the Lakers him? <laughs> Has it happened? They are him. They Austin, are him. Austin Reese flat out said, I am him. And I thought about our little Hemothy. Hemothy Chalamet section. Yeah. Looked got a bucket, and said, I am him. And I tweeted, bro, you could hear him pronounce the apostrophe, apostrophe of that motherfucker. That was the most proper, uh, I'm him. I'm him. I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. Oh Every God, white kid in the 90s had a, uh, had a proper him. version of rap that they did, right? It was like, one, two, three, and to the four. Snoop Doggy Dog. And do- <laughs> like, and like, yeah, door. like every white kid had that in their back pocket. And that's so <laughs> Austin Reeves about all basketball slang. <laughs> I am him. It's me. Him. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Austin. Every time you use a Mario voice, I think about that pizza man, y'all clown, <laughs> back in hot college, bro. <laughs> tell that story. Tell that. Tell that story. It's, it's Sunday night. Oh. Tell that story. <laughs> oh shit! All um. <laughs> Well, there was a pizza dude who used to come to our dorm and deliver pizza, and, and that motherfucker looked like Mario, dog. Like, he had the mustache and everything. Like, that mustache had the curls and all that shit in it, and that mother- And he wore, he used to always wear a hat, too. So he always used to look like Mario. Whenever we saw that dude, that motherfuckers would be like, it's me, Mario. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Bro, did you see that clip of that kid doing the Mario vo- voice in class, and his teacher got all his ass about yes. that shit? No, I didn't. I didn't one of those this is why teachers can't have guns things and the teacher is yelling he's like you've been talking to me like mario for the entire day and then just in the background you just hear mama mia mama mia you're not gonna win against the kids bro i don't know why teachers don't realize that once you show the kids that they have gotten to you you have already give that kid a tv show okay (laughs) that is perfect (laughs) mama mia Bro, the teacher didn't laugh. Is he a psychopath? Bro, that's even no matter how angry you are, that is hilarious, dog. That's how angry he was. He couldn't appreciate the moment of the kid delivering a perfect joke. Perfect. <laughs> Best joke you ever delivered, potentially, bro. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so, look, I, I think all three of us, we talked about the case for the Lakers against the Grizzlies on the last show. There's a plus case. There's a minus case. This was kind of a best-case scenario, right? Like, the role players stepped up. Rui had the game of his life. Tied a Lakers record for most playoff points off the bench. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. (laughs) Mamma mia. I'm about to get real annoyed. Austin Reeves, obviously uh, an unbelievable game. You go on the road and win Mm – a game one where Braun and AD combined for what forty four points or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, it felt repeatable. I know Rui obviously had a great game, but that felt like a repeatable Laker. Like you're gonna get better games from Braun and AD than that, you know. So what? what I mean, what, what do you what do you think? I I've, I thought game one feel out game. Braun looked disengaged in the first half as we expected. I thought they'd put the pedal down for game two. But at this point, I think they could they could be greedy and try and leave Memphis up to a. What do you guys think? What do you think seriously of the Lakers' chances after watching that game? I mean, I said that that I think that the Lakers probably get them out there in five. You know, John is the one who thinks that the Grizz get uh, send them home. So yeah, like I you know, I, six, yeah, yeah. Um, I can for sure see them going up to Like, you know, I don't think that we're gonna. In, in this postseason, we're going to see, uh, you know, Rui and, and Austin Reeves spaz like that in the same game again. In but, the fourth quarter, <laughs> right? carrying yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, but but I don't think that matters because, you know, it happened this game and you cash out and got the W for it. That's all you can ask right. for. So, but yeah, you know, like I said, like I don't, I I know John was concerned about these boys, but I don't see it. Like I said, I think the Lakers going to win this in five, bro. I mean, uh, John can't even close his hand. So, like. If he's not playing basketball, it's cooked. You know what I mean? Like, we saw him hurt himself at the end of the game. But, like, I, I mean, the, the missing Adams was huge, bro. They got a lot of buckets in the at, at, at the cup, G. You know, Adams is a mm-hmm. big deal. So, that size difference, I mean, as, as great as, you know, Jaron Jackson was, you know, I mean, in, in, incredible. We still got a lot at the cup, you know what I mean? So, I, I, even with Ja there, we play like this. If this team shows up, yeah, man, I would switch it. Lakers in six, but we could definitely lead 2-0 for sure, being that, you know, Jaws hurt yeah. now. And a, a, a hat tip to uh, Darvin Ham, um, 
for putting Vandy on jaw. I'm so happy with that decision. Obviously played out uh, beautifully. You want to talk about what's Jaw was life? playing good, though. He was like 8 for 13 before he got hurt. He was like, I mean, he just wasn't. It didn't but he seem made like he eight buckets, bucket. but that's what I'm saying. He had eight field goals and three quarters. Of it. it was like it, it wasn't what you were worried about. Jaw doing to these Lakers when you were looking ball, at the yeah. guard matchups and going, "There's no one yeah, that can yeah. stay in front of this dude." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, but then I was just I was sitting there with my friend watching the game. We were like, "That's life as a defensive role player in the NBA. You're guarding Jaw all game. You're doing a great job. Obviously, there's still a couple plays where you look like an absolute fucking idiot, and he has you in a mixer. Sure. But like, but you hold their super." start at eight field goals he goes out of the game injured you get put on jjj the next play and he's backing you down he weighs 100 pounds more than the dude you were just guarding <laughs> like that shit was just like I, I don't know man like that is life in the nba right there um but yeah i'm 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 with you guys i think this is the the, the lakers have it i want to bring jackson in real quick to ask about this because we had the horrifying moment as lakers fan when it looked like ad dislocated his shoulder or worse Later in the game, Ja has an injury and goes out. Jackson, you know, I, I was texting with Jackson about uh, Giannis being potentially hurt, which we'll talk about later uh, later on in the show as well. But what is the uh, what do you guys think morally is the appropriate reaction when a team you're playing against has a key guy get injured? Like, what does your heart do in the in that moment? It's you, you wish the guy all the best and you hope for your squad to cash out. Like anyone who says that 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 is not what they're thinking is probably lying or they probably think worse shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think that is the uh, reasonable way to approach it when shit like that happens. There is no way I'm going to see a key guy go down and be happy that he's hurt. But there's no way I won't be happy not happy he's hurt you know what i mean like it's Expl- gonna, hold, on, be, Expl- hold on run that back for like me. like bro like I'm, I'm i'm not gonna be like oh i'm glad this dude got right. injured right i'm not happy about the injury but i'm happy we don't have to worry about if i'm going against Giannis, i'm happy we don't have to worry about Giannis anymore you know what i mean if, I, if i'm the heat right but i'm not happy Giannis got an injury it's you know what i'm saying it's like dog like of course i don't want to see the best player in the world get injured in the playoffs but I'm glad my team ain't got to worry about this motherfucker no more. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's a complicated situation, Mike. No, it is. No, that's, why, no, no that, that's, that's genuinely why I'm asking about it because it's like, it's such a, it is just such a weird emotion. Like when John went, got hurt, my heart like skipped. I was like, no. And then part of my brain was like, ooh. <laughs> So I, so might, did, might get a chance to run through these boys and get a little rest before next, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So, sure. so, J- so J- Jackson, Jackson's a big Celtics fans, fan. But we're Jaw fans, you know what Facts, I mean? Facts, I'm a Giannis fan too. I know Jackson's yeah, a Giannis sure. fan, but I know he's also a Celtics fan. And I know that he knows if Giannis has to miss any amount of time, the Boston Celtics' chances of winning an NBA championship, which would make Jackson very happy, go up dramatically. Absolutely. And I think for me, the – the trying to use logic a little bit part of me is like, it's about the severity of the injury. If Giannis tore his Achilles, I would not be happy. Oh, at for all. Sure. I'd be like, oh, that, that's a yeah, huge yeah, bummer yeah. for the league period point. blank. yes, it's better for my team, but like, that's a, that's just a net negative for everyone. Yeah. If Giannis has like a back strain and, and if I was a heat fan, I would be fucking, I'd be like, this is great. He'll be, he as a person is going to be fine. His money is going to be fine. The league, like everything is fine. My team doesn't have to play him now. Like that, that's sort of the differentiator for me is that is if it's like a season or career like altering injury, then it's like hard to be happy for. Yeah. I remember when Katie had the ruptured Achilles and I was rooting against them every second of every game for the last fucking what, five years at that point, four years. You know what I mean? And he went down and I was like, not like this dog. Like any way, I think I actually tweeted any way, but this way, you right. know what I mean? Like. So yeah, a key, like yeah, of course. If it's like a, a huge injury, there was no happiness there. And actually, I was like rooting against the Raptors at that point. I, as 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 crazy that sounds, I was like, bro, man, I just I don't want to see them, them, you know, them lose in this fucking way. It was it was it was super sad. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, if it's like, you know. So, 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 so we're ahead. all basically the, the Drake meme, the Drake clip when he uh, saw KD walk past him in that finals game. But in not in the KD situation. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Not in the KD situation, because that was actually yeah, sad as shit. Right. But, like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah like, but but, but, but I mean, I think, I mean, telling you how I feel, I'm like, bro, we got to win these minutes when this dude is out. If he's going to be out 10 minutes in the back, you know, oh, and sure. he's going to be good to go, or if he's going to be out the whole game, like, you know, you got to win the minutes when that guy is not on the floor. It's simple as that and that's what the lakers did they stretched that thing out you feel yeah. me yeah. the finals adds another wrinkle to it too especially for a team like the raptors or like say the kings make it to the finals yeah. i don't think they will but say the kings make it to the finals and the eastern conference team has a key player tears acl like not a career-ending injury but a sees a, ba- a very bad, a bad one, one bro. That's the finals one. it's like how can you not like it's hard i would understand a kings fan being like well like bummer but like let's go win the fucking finals now oh, yeah. you know what i mean Jesus it's christ it's hard. I, I I can't imagine how I would. But feel listen, but 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 I think like I, the reason I wanted to bring this up first of all is because it's like a weird aspect of being a sports fan. But also like this is every year a huge part of the storyline in the NBA playoffs. We had four like you had Giannis go out today. You had Ja go out today. You had Tyler Hero broke his hand, and it looked like again like the Lakers continue to be in this fucking Schrodinger's box with AD. Where he get he, like something's bothering him, and half of your brain is like the season's over, I quit, and the other half of your brain is like he might literally come back and score twenty more points. <laughs> like, if he came out in the sling, I'm no, I wasn't watching another minute of that series, bro. <laughs> if he came out in the sling, I'd been on this motherfucker lying every night talking about the Lakers. Dog, I was not gonna put myself through that stress. Ain't no way in hell, dog. All right. But, he came back, he was, you know, and he was 80. Und- underlying story here is <laughs> them little punk-ass, Hoosier-ass, win-one-for-the-Gipper-ass charges sent fucking Ja and Giannis out of, you know, opening playoff games, bro. I, I mean, don't know, man. I mean, it's a part of the game, but, yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It, uh, so, so, some, someone, someone tweeted, you know, like, we got to take the charge out of the game. And the, the, the correct response to it is just like, well, what, there's not a way to do that. Like by by taking the charge out of the game, what you would allow would be defenders to just run through to be run through. You know what I mean? Like, and you can't do that either. I, it's the specific problem is the stationary charge where you're stepping in, right? But if but if you're not stationary, then it's a blocking foul. <laughs> so like, so there's there is a penalty for doing it incorrectly. You know, like I don't know what the answer is other than guys where can you're definitely taking the charge, see. Though. I mean, they already have that circle, you know, like they already so, have. So you can area. try and expand the, expand the circle it, out, yeah, maybe. but you know like, I, mean? I, I, yeah, I, but I'm, I'm with Tyler. I hate it. And it, they, they took away closing out to the feet from a shooter, which did used to be a legitimate defensive thing. You're trying to get in people's head. I wish there's a way for him to do it. I just don't know what the language of that rule change would look like. Yeah. But I'm all Maybe, for it. I, mean, I hate people who take it's, charge. It's, it's, the, bro, the, the, I, I hate it, but it's not going anywhere because I think that, you know, those the, the, the suits at the NBA are very well aware of the whole these guys don't play defense myth that they are battling to try to get the casual fans who come on board. And the fucking casual fan that they are aiming at loves the fucking charge, right? The, those are some Hoosiers, let's go Brandon motherfuckers who they're targeting to get in. And you cannot take the charge from them because that is like their favorite fucking play. When so you say casual fans, you mean middle-aged white fans. Yeah. It's basically what you're basically, talking about. Yes. Yeah. You mean baseball fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about the Clippers game. Did Russell Westbrook have a good game? A phenomenal fucking game. Best three for 19 game I've ever seen in my life. What the? <laughs> An enigma that Tenacious man Tenacious D. <laughs> right? He was every, everything everywhere all at once. He was a hot dog finger motherfucker out there tonight, dog. <laughs> oh. like, like, seriously, bro, like, like the, just a monster on the offensive glass. You know what I'm saying? He was dis- dishing that motherfucker. He had, you know, the, the free throws that th- that put him up. Then he had that fucking lockdown defensive play on book that locked that shit up. Jeez. Then he had the fucking inbound assist that really put the shit away. Like, he was hooping. Best three for 19 game we've ever fucking seen. He was guarding KD for a while, too, when KD was mm-hmm. struggling early on as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I, I was, I mean, they won. And he, and he did the things in, in winning time that mattered. So, he had a good game. Would I want to, you know, if I'm a Clippers fan, would I want to see him have another three for nineteen game? No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But right, I, game, I tweet, he did what, what was necessary to win. So yeah, it was the complete Russell Westbrook experience. Like here is all of the things that could go right, and here is all of the things that could go wrong, basically. 
And both happen. All the things that we, you know what I'm saying? They both happen. So, yeah. Um, that series looks like it's going to be a really fun one. Um, what even are your guys' PG? What's oh, that? Even without PG, Kawhi Leonard looks like a motherfucker right now, and you can't like you you can't deny it. He looked at Devin Booker, and he looked at Chris Paul, and he looked at Kevin Durant, and he said, "Fuck all of you! I'm the Bro, best player on Chris the court Paul. in the fourth quarter." Chris Paul, like, what is what does he have? Like, you know, what I mean, it's like, it's, does he have another year in him? Like, I, I, do do we need any more Chris Paul basketball? I feel like, like he that's was not effective a big tonight. I, I feel mean, like he, he he was effective tonight. I mean, like, I just this is not the Chris Paul in any way that we even saw last year, let alone the year before, who got him to the chip. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't call him a big three. They have two really good players and some guys that are effective. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy to say that with a team where Chris Ross wanted to point. But yeah, man, like, ugh. but I don't he, know, he, dude. He, like, he, he had to, he had 11 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, but he was. Two of eight with seven points, and and was like ugly in the in the lane. In the, like it, like the shots where he gets a guy on his ass that you just expect the little piggyback shots that he always makes. Always he was makes, like bricking bro. the fuck out of. Not even close, dog. That's legs, bro. That's legs. But man, um, but th- but that's what I love about a series like this. You talk about Chris Paul. You talk about Russ. Like not scoring, but doing gritty fucking you know Hoosier type basketball shit. <laughs> Like that. I'm, I'm, he took some I'm, charges too out there. I saw him. <laughs> I saw you, Russ. Oh man. Uh, what do you guys think about that series going forward? Any any change in the way? You th- I think we all had the Suns coming out of that series, but with the, with the Clippers going on the road and winning Game One, what do you think? Um, you know, it's 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 like we said. I don't think we'd be surprised if they get bounced first series or if they win at all. You know what I mean? I think that a major concern is that bench is trash that bench is garbage and monty tried staggering buck you know to to rest the old bones of of kd and chris paul but that ain't looking like the answer either they've got a serious death problem and we knew that when when they traded for kd but i still you of course you still make that fucking trade a million times out of a million times but but yeah it's um you know when you're going up against a team like the clippers who have a real legit coach like fucking ty lu you know who's who knows what he's doing out there and you got guys who are locked in on the defensive and guys who are committed to rebound and like the clippers are and you know guys who are just going to you know get in a fucking dogfight with you for 48 those legs start getting tired you know when you you can't go to that to the bench like you like you need to and also like i think like them not playing as much together is affects them more on the defensive end Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I, we think about the offensive, like, they're not playing together, not having the rhythm. I think it affects them more on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't know, bro. Like, I think the Suns, could, like Tyler was saying, could definitely win. It, I mean, I think it's about what for what now. You know, PG's not coming back, but if PG came back, woo, finish. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Chris Paul keep playing like Steve Wojcikowski. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, they might, yeah, they, yeah. Might, they, might, they might, they might, right, right. We'll you guys so mentioned the, the Suns only had one bench player who played more than eight minutes. Like, if, right. if, if, if that's how scarce the minutes are for your bench in the first fucking game of the playoffs. And they had like, what, six but he, points? Like, but here, before, but here's, like, here's what's crazy. What, what's bench? even crazier because you mentioned the depth is they only have one guy who played more than eight minutes, but every one of their starters is in the positive on a plus minus. Wainwright played seven minutes, minus 12. Okoki played seven minutes, minus 10. Biombo played five minutes, minus 11. <laughs> like, once said, like, if you take one starter off the court, <laughs> they lose those minutes so bad that it is like genuinely, I, I don't know that you can find a way to make that shit work with KD. And I do think maybe I, maybe I uh, underestimated how important that would be when you get into the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know, yeah, and, and and those old ass legs are only going to get tired the deeper they get into the into the playoffs. Yeah. So, and all the minutes he's not hasn't played, I don't know if that helps him as an old dude. You know what I mean? Like, right? Got to be, got to get back in shape. Um, I have a I have a macro take about this that because of LeBron transcending all of expectations and all of basketball and being the best player of all time, we and doing it for so long, we have collectively as basketball fans greatly underestimated team building as like an important factor of winning an NBA championship mm-hmm. for so long. It was just like, Oh, if you give LeBron two other good players, they're going to make the finals. Right, right, so right. Like, you don't need a bench, but now it's like, Oh, if you don't have LeBron James, even Steph, like they need uh, probably the second best player of this era yeah. needs a quality team around them right. when they didn't have a bench a couple of years, they didn't quite do it. 
So like other than LeBron, you kind of need to construct your team well. Even Giannis, like those teams, like not, not, not didn't have D Wade and Chris Bosh, right. but like well constructed, right. relatively deep. Like I don't know. I I think it's it's almost like a a, a thing we have to we have to sort of rearrange I, I know, our brains. I, I think they're missing Dante exactly Divincenzo. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, th- I think you're. I think you're. Ex- I think that's exactly right. Uh, Braun had a classic Braun lie today, talking about like the first moment I laid eyes on Austin Reeves, I knew he had a game that would fit with mine. It but might, like, it, but that may that was that's not a whopper like the the past ones. Like he, but he could say man. that about almost every kind of player. Like know, anyone saying, who's not his this size is a, this is and a can't shoot, that can you say shoot that, that fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? That's always like, oh, we got a shooter. We haven't had those here. You know what I'm saying? This guy can play with me. So that I can I can see that he has like three or four open threes. That's all I need from you, my guy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The other shit yeah, is additional. Yeah, I, I mean, all you need is uh, to be to to fit with Bron is to you know be able to catch and shoot, right? Like Period. like every every fucking question, how does this player fit with Bron? That all all boils down to is this someone who can cash out on the drive and kick from Bron? That's basically yeah. what that whole conversation comes down to. Yeah, but it's, so it may have been a whopper, but it's a believable yeah. one. It's not you know it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bottom whopper. half of his <laughs> lines for sure. You know what I mean? Um, it is incredible that they somehow managed to turn fucking Kendrick. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process. Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We are able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And Russell Westbrook into... into championship caliber role players around LeBron James, bro. Like it doesn't take much. It does not take much. All right. Let's talk about Kings Warriors. Looks like it's going to be the series of the first round. Mm. That was one of those games that when it was over, you were like, just play another 40 quarters right now. I will clear my schedule for the rest of the year. Uh, what'd you guys think of that game? And, and what do you think? I mean, I'll be honest. The King showed me something. John, John texted after the first quarter. He said, 
Kings might have it. And I said, well, let's see if they shit down their leg in the fourth quarter or not because that can happen with young teams. De'Aaron Fox's first playoff game did not shit down his leg. <laughs> if that team looked like they were ready for that series, what would y'all think? De'Aaron Fox, official That Boy Nice Club member. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker can go. Well, I fucking love his game. He had, what, 38? Yeah, so... um. You know, I still think that the Warriors win this. I think that they yeah, win this yeah, handily. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, I think the Kings are going to give them the trouble because, you know, they're the whole young, scrappy team with nothing to lose. Of course, they've got Mike Brown, who's spent years on that Warriors bench, knows that, you know, um, personnel inside yeah. and out on how to scheme against them as well. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I think the Kings are going to put up a good fight. I think the future is bright for the Kings, but I do not think they're getting past this series. It's but I would love if they did. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. <laughs> please, <laughs> please understand that. It was interesting seeing, like, you know, Darren Fox going crazy, right? And Steph just sitting on the bench, completely emotionless. You know what I mean? Like, come out there, it was cooking too. You know, they still lost, but, like, well, this team ain't affected by that. So, I, th- I still think, you know, definitely could be the Warriors and six. But this Kings team is good. And like I said in tw- on the group chat, I don't, I don't want no parts of these niggas, bro. They would fucking give us so much trouble. You know what I mean? Like, they're really, really good. They're legit, dog. And that, that I mean... The uh the fans crazy. I I, I wish. Did, go ahead. I mean, to me though, it was a perfect basketball game. It was a see, perfect basketball game to me. I had so did much you, fun watching it. Did you see that teenager who looked Steph in his eyes and said forty on your fucking head? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. No. <laughs> yes. And everyone's like, oh no, you shouldn't. Have. Everyone's like, oh no, you shouldn't have poked the bear. This kid looked like he was about 15, 16. I'm like, bro, yeah. you know, you know where I'm at. Fuck acting like you've been there before. Right, you right, know what I'm right. saying? Because when the fuck are you ever gonna have? You might not ever have another game where you know the Aaron Fox spazzes like that. You know, puts up 38. You know, across from Steph. So seize the fucking moment. He's this kid was like 15, 16. He hasn't known anything but hell as a right. Kings fan. Never right? Seen the playoffs. right, right, yeah. He wasn't there for the early 2000s for the Chris Webber, you know, Vladdy Divac, Mike Bibby years or whatever. He has known nothing. But fucking Tyreek Evans <laughs> and, and, and and you know just and Rick Boogie perhaps. Yeah, he was. Good. He was. The one, you five named rookie. the one player. <laughs> I just said and Tyreek and Boogie. That's, that's it. That's all. Yeah, that's it. No, yeah, they, 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 that's exactly okay. right. In seventeen years, Reed. that's your I'm guy. Like, like but Reed. but look, I, I've told you all. My friend Brian is a huge Kings fan. Grew up in Sacramento as a Kings season ticket holder. Has been going up to Sacramento because he's like, I just have to fucking be up there for this shit. I asked him after the game, I said, well, this is the biggest Kings win since blank. Now, Brian and I went to college together in the early to mid-2000s. We, we were good friends. We worked at the college newspaper together. We both got married. We both have two kids. We both now own houses in Long Beach. We've lived so much fucking life since 2002, mm-hmm. 21 years ago. And he was like, hands down, by far, the biggest win in 21 years. Game one of the first of the first round of the playoffs, and he, I can't argue with him. Yeah, they've done nothing since. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing. You know what I mean? So, duh. I mean, but super fun to watch. They play, the Warriors team is good. They played well. It wasn't like they stunk it up and they got beat, bro. They played well. The kids yeah. are just better, and Aaron Fox, bro. Like, what a way to like come into the playoffs. Like, my nigga, I am really like that. You know what I'm saying? It does have, Happy for the kids. I will say game one had written all over it. Big emotional win for the Kings. Biggest win in 21 years. Warriors come back and steal game two. You Might know what I mean? It just ha- it has that Could written all over them. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll see. That game's but on Wiggins Monday night. Wiggins looked good. Like, he wasn't like, you know, you know Wiggins looked solid. Poole wasn't quite himself. You know what I mean? But it was, no, oh, it was good. T- I mean, both repeatable games. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Um, Knicks beat the Cavs. Did you guys see that coming? I I, I was uh, first of all, Jalen Brunson is another dude you put in that category of like the Dallas Mavericks, the stupidest motherfuckers mm-hmm. in history. They yeah. literally said it was like if, if Jalen Brunson was eight shades lighter, they yeah, would have like, given that man two hundred million dollars <laughs> if he was Jalen Bernakovich or something. Right? But um, <laughs> but yeah, but 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 you know I. You know, like when we did the preview, I was like, bro, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, Jalen versus, you know, Mitchell. I think that is like the battle for the two best offseason acquisitions that we got this season. So, yeah, this this series is going to be fun. Like I said, I see this going seven, man. I'm looking forward to like every fucking game of this. I mean, uh, Mr. Robinson on the boards, they, they, they were killing the Twin Towers over Cleveland on the boards, dog. You feel me? Jalen Brunson, does he miss shots? 
the fuck? Like I, I, just, I was like, this nigga crazy, dog. You know, they, yeah. but Toppin was killing him on the boards too. So I mean, like Mobley and Allen, they gotta figure it out. You know, what I mean, I even think like DG, like he was kind of quiet that second half. I don't even know if he shot the first like quarter and a half. So I don't know. It, it was, it was a, it was a fun game to watch, but it just can't be Donovan out there by himself dropping forty balls trying to beat him. You know, the good thing about this team is they play team basketball. This didn't look like it. Uh, yesterday, you feel me? So get Donovan Mitchell. Evan get- so, Mobley's so good too, and just seeing him playing like that, that 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 hurt me really. But I mean, I think at the end, uh, he he just got bullied by Randall, and I'm like, this is this is like playoff basketball. G, you need to get your ass in a fucking weight room and toughen up. You're missing <laughs> fucking bunnies. You know what I mean? And shit like this is this is playoff basketball. I think it's it's a learning experience if nothing else. You know what I mean? So. I need uh I need Donovan Mitchell to get to get to get to a coast. Like he cannot be condemned to like at least like at least Dame lives in a a real time zone. You know what I mean? Like I cannot have Donovan Mitchell flailing around between Utah and fucking Ohio. But uh, I love living in the central time zone. It was always weird calling age when he was out here, and it was like. The middle, it seemed like the afternoon, it was like 10, 10 p.m. I'm like, bro, anyway, but I don't know, G. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But Donovan, have this weird. I love seeing Donovan play basketball for the weirdest reason his face. He has a no matter where he's at, what movie makes, he's always on balance when he shoots. Always, mm-hmm. dog. You know, he got those running back legs, G. He'll do a spin move and be like perfect you know, on balance to pull the jumpers. It's beautiful to see, G. He's a bucket. Yeah. He's a fucking bucket. Um, the other games uh, all looking pretty unremarkable. Uh, Celtics, Sixers, uh, Nuggets. Nuggets currently up by 15 uh, and, and looking very comfortable uh, midway the through the third quarter. Timberwolves could be good if they weren't so dumb. You know what I mean? It's like me when I was – I remember like in high school. Yeah, yeah but you both zeroed in on the Timberwolves as a dumb basketball team. It's like just early like, it's last like, I, season, I, I, I feel I remember, like. I, I remember in high school – like I got a three point eight my my senior my senior year because my mom was like you have to get a three point eight to keep your car right and I just did my homework that's the only difference and I thought damn I could have done this the whole time but I did it because I was dumb even though I was smart <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> so I'm looking at the, I'm like yo y'all would be good if y'all wasn't stupid if you could you know what I mean it, it reminds me of that bro, shit it's crazy I don't I, look bro if if Mike Conley can't fix stupid I, I it, it it might be a lost cause dog <laughs> <laughs> it might be yeah. it might be it might be it might be um anything else uh that you you guys saw from Celtics or Sixers I mean I think those are the series that we kind of felt pretty comfortable knowing what was going to happen I didn't see anything to dissuade me of that anything yeah. else on those <laughs> Sixers beat the fuck out them boys by like what 20 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. <laughs> they did what they were supposed to do. Um, all right. What's, I would just like to say quickly that I said in the group chat, Michael Porter Jr., one assist, one minute into the game, over under 1.5 for the game. Still at one assist. <laughs> we might not see another assist for the rest of the series, my guy. <laughs> he he, he, won a bet. he won a bet with someone on that, and it was not based on the line. <laughs> It was yeah. It was based on whether he could do the one or not. Um, okay, uh, so some other uh, interesting tidbits on some teams that are not in the playoffs. We've been talking quite a bit in the group chat about this shit with the Pelicans, um, where some people came out and said, "Hey, we're all behind Zion." Everyone in this locker room, no one's looking at him any kind of way. And then basically everybody else came out and said, "We're fucking pissed at Zion. And we're pissed at Bi." Um, what do you guys think is going on over there, and and how did this shit go wrong? Like they they weren't good enough yet to have the promising young team go wrong. You know what I mean? They didn't accomplish yeah. anything yet. So what what the fuck is up in New Orleans? Yeah, it was it was like when they faced off against OKC. It was like y'all were once OKC, the promising young squad, right? <laughs> right. And, and that was just like eighteen months ago. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't like five years ago. But um, I mean, just briefly, twelve games into the season, the Lakers are two and ten. The Pelicans are in first place in the West, and all of their fans are all over Twitter talking about. Plus, we get the Lakers lottery pick this year, and mm. this shit could not possibly have flipped more for both teams. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, it basically came to be because Skip said, you know, he got he had word that execs and players and in, in, in the Pelicans organization weren't pleased with Zion. Then Larry Nance, you know, quote tweeted him, said, that's a lie. No one's looking at him any type of way. I never doubted Skip for a second. I told y'all that because, you know, for as much of a fucking hot take artist as that melted Kevin Bacon face of a man is, he is still a journalist at heart, <laughs> right? And, and I believe if he's stepping out there and he's putting his sources out there, I believe that he's running with something substantial and 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 we 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 saw a player hop out there and CJ say you know you know he wasn't feeling um you know Zion's rehab process. We saw an exec hop out there with Griffin who say he wasn't feeling how Zion was approaching the rehab process. So Skip was right. You know you might hate the motherfucker. I don't fuck with him either. But the motherfucker was right. I think the the biggest question here is. Um, you know, we had a discussion in the group chat about how we weren't really rocking with how CJ McCollum went about this. Yeah. Um, you know, he, of course, you know, leadership is, is, you know, holding guys accountable, you know, saying what guys need to do. But, you know, I felt that when you know that criticism for one of your guys is off the rails, like it is with Zion, where he's getting, you know, all the fucking fat jokes on, on Twitter, on the Internet. And he's and Zion has spoken out out his own mouth and said that how hurtful that shit is. I think that. You know, as a leader, there's some shit you shouldn't say publicly when you know that the criticism has gotten off the rails for you, one of your guys to add fuel, fuel to that fire. Right. I thought that's all CJ was doing was stoking the flames because he wasn't telling us anything we didn't know. Of course, guys have to rehab. Right. Take care of their body. Eat right. Get on right. Sleeping schedules. Of course, we all know that shit. But it was a for sure a jab at Zion. And then Griffin comes out and says that a big part of the delays in Zion's rehab process were on him. And so, I mean, I, I feel like if, if they're going public, they feel like they're probably not getting through to Zion privately. You know what I mean? And I think that right. if you're a Pelicans fan, you know, there might be concern for that there. So I think like when you're young like that, you know, <clears throat> it takes a while for you to learn how to become a professional basketball player. You know, what I mean, you play basketball because you love it. Right. But like, you know, basketball players that play basketball for a living play basketball when they don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? They eat right when they want to eat something else because they, they know they have to, you know, take care of themselves. They go get, you know, work done and, you know, all that shit after games, even when they don't want to, they want to go home because the day doesn't end when the game's over. You feel what I'm saying? And I don't think Zion has learned how to be professional yet because I think like, yo, he came in shape. We talk about how he looks when he came in. He looked great and, uh, when, he, when, he, when he came back, right? right? But part of that, you know, hey, when you get hurt in, in, in the season, you got to do certain, keep that shit up so you can come back as soon as possible. And he hasn't, I don't think he's quite figured that out. Unfortunately for him, he has a body type that's hard to stay healthy if you bullshit. Period. Yeah. Even if you're not bullshit. You know what I mean? A lot of other guys that are not built like, you know what I'm saying, they play football, you know, have, have a little leeway. He doesn't have that. Brandon you know? Ingram so, would have to work very hard to accidentally put on 30 pounds. For Zion, that right. could happen on the drive home. You know what I mean? And I have more Zion's body type. And I would say that at 39 years old, I'm just starting to learn how to eat correctly right. so that I can wake up and feel good on the average day just so that I could feel good. And I, and I was poor for most of my adulthood. <laughs> so I can't even imagine being Zion and having all of that money and trying to learn how to do that stuff. That being said... If you're a Pelicans fan, this shit's got to be frustrating. Be like frustrating. You, you know, like you you have that feeling so of so good when he's available. Yes, and you and have that, that feeling of so good when he's this is a year you know? we're building right. and we got to pick and all this shit, and then it flips around to coming down to the end when, like you said, you're looking at the Thunder that just completely snatched the fun young team chain off your neck, and your superstar is saying like, "I feel good to go, but I don't feel like myself." Like, like I don't know. It's got to be. It's it's hard to imagine feeling shitty in New Orleans, but I can't imagine that that feels very good as a Pelicans fan. Yeah. Got to go uh, extra hard on, on on the on the grenades on bourbon if, if you're a Pelicans <laughs> fan right now. Though. But I think I think Zion's gonna be okay. You know, like we said, these aren't like you know career debilitating injuries that he's had to battle back from. These are, I'm, I mean, you you know, like I said, I hate the the piling on about his weight, but these are these these are injuries because he is carrying a little too much weight. He's got to kind of get that under control a bit. But but I don't know, yeah. man. It's it's a sticky situation. Um, very sticky situation. Good luck to the man, though. I want to see him. Yes. Hell, yeah. No. Man, all, full season. Yeah. All three of us do for yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Going crazy, but yeah, he got to. He got to. He got to learn how to take care of himself. He got to learn how to be a professional basketball. Player. I need him to be in shape enough to dunk on Chet Holmgren so hard that that man's limbs fly off his body like a fucking action figure next year, bro. We need that. We need that yeah. badly in the fucking West Conference. Okay. Body, body with it. Let's um. Let's, while, 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 
I, I just remembered a fucking hilarious story from Jermaine O'Neal about when he realized he was no longer cut out to be an NBA player and he retired. Did y'all ever hear that story? <laughs> no. When, 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 when he was with the Heat, and you know the Heat are one of the fucking most stringent, you know, most advanced body science type, you know, organizations in the league. And they had this man on like, you know, a strict diet plan and, and, and target weights and all that. And he said one day he was just looking at some Oreos in, in his cabinet. He was like, I can't eat these Oreos because I got to play basketball. He just decided right then and there he was done with basketball. And good for him. Well, that's professional. Yeah. It happens, he man. Knew, he knew he couldn't eat the Oreos. He knew, he he knew it was a choice. He knew he had to make the choice. I, he didn't want to make that choice anymore. Gotta you know what I mean? Um, last thing to talk about, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> you know, go within the span of a couple months from making a, a trade to finally put a superstar um, next to Luka to uh, tanking to close out uh, the end of the regular season, get hit with a $750,000 fine for resting players in the last game of the season, trying to avoid accidentally tripping their way <laughs> into the fucking play-in. Um, what do you th- – What do you? first of all, you know – I actually don't really have anything against Mark Cuban, but for some reason, I do find it funny when shit like this happens to him. But what did you guys think of this? And is this tanking competitiveness thing solvable for the NBA? Or do they need... Like, I understand why they have to signal that they care about it with this fine, but it feels like the play-in was about... And the lottery, you know, flattening the odds on the lottery for the top pick. It feels like that's all they can really do. And some of this shit from teams 9 through 12 is going to be inevitable. Yeah. Um, I think if, if, the, if that motherfucker gets Wimpy, that'll be the best $7,500,000 he ever fucking spent. <laughs> right? Like, right. Like, like, how big of a deal is $750,000 to this fucking multi-billionaire? That's like fucking 50 bucks to us probably. 20 bucks or maybe. But... I mean, I like I said, if 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 you want to tank, this is the year to do it. If you want to get out there and, and get you some fucking balls in that lottery, this is the year to do it with that fucking seven foot five god over there, you know, coming to the league next year. That's the reason I was happy that OKC got bounced because I want OKC to have a shot at Wimby. I am like so fucking boring at where I'm at with Wimby. Everyone wants like the stars and the and and the glitz and the glam, and they want him in the big market, so they want to play with Lamelo. I'm like, bro. No, we need this kid in a responsible franchise. Get this seven-foot kid, you know, who moves like a two-guard. Get him to a competent franchise that will, will you know, um, we can trust with his development and we can trust with his physical upkeep. I want this dude to go to either OKC or the Spurs. That or is Shannon the Tony. oldest yeah. shit I've ever said as a basketball fan. That's where I'm at right now, dog. Take care of that man. I get it, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want him to see the best player can be. Don't rush that shit either. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? So. But yeah, man. I, I, as far as I feel, I mean, it does have a stink on it. That shit was wild. Like hear, like hearing, like they have a chance to win, and they're sitting motherfuckers, and like, you know, he's playing the eighty fifth game, and you know, I mean, seventy fifth game, whatever the fuck, sixty fifth game, and then like, and then he's sitting in the first quarter, what, whatnot. It has a stink on it, but I don't know, man. Them motherfuckers gonna get bounced anyway. So they were right. not good at basketball. So no. Quit, no, let's not let's not drag this out anymore. Let's not risk any any, any injuries. We fucking stink. Even if we make it through the plan, we're not going any fucking where. We're wasting our fucking time. Let's just go on vacation, figure it out for next year. I get that, bro. I get that. Uh, effectively, they were fined for starting to tank too late, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, there's plenty of teams that did less competitive shit this year than what the Mavericks did in one game. That's what, to me, was so funny about it is, like, you knew coming into the year. Like, did, did anyone find the Rockets for being non-competitive? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're stinking like, bro, the entire year. <laughs> they flat out announced they were putting Luka on a minutes restriction on a fucking win in your end game. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, like so blatant. Like, they deserve every penny of that five for playing in our face like that. That was just blatant, dog. Kyrie and I, like I said, I ain't mad at him, but that was blatant. Clothes. Why you ain't yeah. playing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is good as mine, my nigga. You feel me? <laughs> Sheesh. That all right, that's all the time we. For yeah, it was stinky. I, 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 I get that. I get. That. But that's like that's the business of having superstars it's coming in. It's strategy. Like, I don't know. Whatever it nasty, is, it, it, it is part. It is part of the NBA. Like that's what. To me, that's what it needs figuring out. And let me say this: If you're a Thunder fan, I, like, how much better do you feel about the season? I mean, obviously they have nine thousand fucking draft picks coming up. But how much better do you feel about the season based on what you saw about next year, based on what you saw in the in the two playing games? You know what I mean? Like that's my that's 
if I was a fan of one of those teams, I wouldn't want to see them tanking for the 1.8% chance of being the 11th place team. You know what this I mean? This is the thing, though, bro. That's, that's me. If you go on, I don't, nobody tells the truth all the time. If you're going to lie to me, make it believable. Right. Make the lie taste good, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Don't put, you know, some some bread on some shit and stuff it in my face <laughs> and be like, enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Mavs did. You know, you know, that's, I think that's the issue. Like, you gonna, Garnish it. If you, you don't be on some bullshit, you know Let what I'm saying? Let Tyler season it. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, get Tyler put his little shit on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Make it, you know, <laughs> at least digestible, nigga. <laughs> God damn, they were just like here, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this season. Deal with it. <laughs> oh man, you can't all right. Like that. That's all the time we got. We will be back for another live episode Wednesday night after the uh, games on Wednesday night, and uh, and then you'll we'll we'll do a we'll do a non basketball. I know there's people who listen to this show who don't give a fuck about basketball. We will do a non basketball episode. I think it'll be out on Saturday. Um, but that'll be just uh, just just shits, common giggles, no hoopity hoops at all in that episode. So, so Riley said, "This is the time when she don't really be fucking with the pod, man." <laughs> She's like, "This is when it gets boring for me, John." I'm sorry. I'm like, "Dude, well, don't listen." There's people <laughs> like, who really, really don't. care about the basketball shit, and there's yeah. people who really, really don't. And I, I think the show's for both of those types. I'm, yeah. I, I feel both of those ways as well. So I understand, totally understand completely. That. I don't. Okay, on Saturday box. we're talking about ice cream. We're talking about fights at stadiums. We got all kinds of other non-basketball shit to talk about. So well, for sure. Yeah. But for the baskety hoops playoffs, we'll be back on Wednesday night, and we'll see y'all then. Bye. For the hoopaholics. <laughs> Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.